This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. And I'm your other post-testicular surgery host, Lance Wackerly. Welcome back there, Wackerly. How was uh, the operation? Well, yeah, I would appreciate if you didn't tell people what I was doing. Especially when you're wrong. I wasn't Dude, getting a vasectomy. I, I thought, just... thought you were getting a vasectomy. You, you, this is a private matter. You don't want to discuss well, it with our anymore. listening audience. It wasn't a vasectomy. I was just getting my testicles rotated. Like You, know, you mean you... like, like a tires on a car? Yeah. Okay, my, doctor, I... my doctor recommends it after every uh, 100,000 wank. <laughs> every 100,000 wanks, you got to get your nuts rotated? Yeah, just to keep them evened out. Keep sperm production just flowing? Well... So it doesn't shoot off to one side. Okay, so my bad. I act- I erroneously mentioned that you were getting a vasectomy, thinking, um, you know, it's kind of an odd procedure. But, you know, a lot of guys get those these days. Yeah. You know? Not me, though. Just rotation. Well, then you're guaranteed not to have a retarded kid. But anyway, uh, how was uh, Michigan? Weren't you in uh, Michigan, uh, Chicago? I was in uh, Michigan a Visiting. little while, Chicago a little while. Chicago's good. Visiting the fam? You have, you don't have fam in Chicago, do you? No, friends in Chicago, fam in Michigan. And you got to hang out in... Michigan just kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know how many people out there are from Michigan that listen to this podcast, but uh, Michigan sucks. That's why I moved to Oakland. But I, uh, I <laughs> used to live in... Stepping up to Oakland. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't suck. Although uh, Michigan does have... Detroit has a higher murder rate, so... Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I used to live in Chicago, too, and I actually thought Chicago kind of sucked. I like Chicago. You can smoke everywhere, and everybody does smoke everywhere. But Bars, ha- restaurants, everything. Yeah, that's an added plus. I don't know how many people out there know that. In California, you can't smoke anywhere. And if you do smoke, I think they brand you like a Nazi or something. Yeah. Same thing yeah, with it's Massachusetts, like a witch New York City, uh, Boston. But in Chicago, everyone there is unhealthy. I think they strive to be unhealthy. Every restaurant, the whole menu is just beef and meatloaf and mashed potatoes and... And just everyone just smoking. It's great, too, because you can smoke still in restaurants. Like, they, they haven't even outlawed that yet. Right. Yeah. And there's bars everywhere. The one drawback is all the bars are exactly the same. Some of them don't even have names. It's just, oh, here's another bar. Come on in. But have you, ever, have you noticed, did you notice that uh, people in Chicago and Wisconsin, that whole area, are noticeably larger in size than the yeah, rest of the it's country? All the, it's all the drinking and smoking and sitting on bar stools and eating beef and cheese all day long. Dude, it's bovine America. That's what Chicago is to me. I feel like Chicago, Michigan is definitely bovine big fat asses, but I feel like Chicago... Just buffet restaurants. Yeah, but Chicago, the people are heaping are fat, portions. but they're also huge. Like, all yeah. the dudes are like eight feet tall and they're big and fat but the woman i mean they they have to have lots of weight because it's so fucking cold there exactly but i mean everyone every time i go back to the midwest i'm just like jesus these people are so huge yeah like it's a land of just like big girls yeah well it's people you know that to you know tackle steer yeah and stuff like that well it's uh, all good. big bags of grain out of the heartland <laughs> it's good to have you back there though wackerly I'm uh, kind of impaired this podcast. I kind of want to give a caveat here because, uh, yeah, I got wasted last night at the damn show. The damn played over at Slim's. You missed a good show. And I went and checked them out, ended up getting wasted. Actually, you know, I take that back. It wasn't a good show. <laughs> you know, I, they are one yeah, of my... Yeah, I was going to say, that's not what you told yeah, me. They, they're one of my favorite bands, and I've been looking for... They were forward. great. 
20 years ago. Dude, the, the damn, though. I mean, they're a legendary punk band. You they, know what I mean? But they, now they're just like, damn, these depends. <laughs> well, what's, damn, I need some Metamucil. Well, what sucked about it, it's like I've seen that band four times, and I was definitely, I mean, I was, I was stoked for this show. Like, I've been looking forward to it all week. Finally go check it out, and they kind of, like, run into that same category of, like, old bands that still release albums, but yet... Play, don't play if they're old songs. Like, so last night, they played at least an hour long, and they maybe played four old songs. The rest of it was, like, all their new songs. And so, like, half the crowd left. Well, two things. You know why they're still playing? Because they spent why? all their fucking money. <laughs> if they would have yeah, saved their money when they're huge, you'd never see them. But do you think that ba- a band two, like The Damn made that much money? If they would have saved it, they probably would be doing fine. They still get royalties off of buying all the people buying all the old albums. But then the reason they play the new songs is because you are they already everybody already bought the old albums. They want people to buy the new albums for the same yeah. reason. They need fucking money because they spend it all. But so they they're sitting there. They release this new album, which sounds exactly like their stuff from the eighties, kind of gothic and just kind of lame. And the, I guess the only cool thing about the show was the fact that the keyboardist, I think, was an epileptic. The guy was, like, having a seizure, freaking out. He was the only person who was animated. So I you're, mean, a, you're a bigger fan of the 70s damned? Is that Yeah, like hearing? the late 70s. Oh, okay. Like late 70s, early 80s damned, which when, the, when they were doing punk. And then, like, 86, 87, they kind of changed into, like, this gothic thing. Yeah. And that's what they're doing now. And so, like, they, you know, they're playing all their new songs, like, one right after another. And, like, right in the middle of the uh, set. And, yeah, half the crowd left. And so, like, I'm sitting there with Pat... And, uh, yeah, we just ended up getting wasted because it's just boring. And so we got really drunk. And so the show ended like around midnight and, uh, Pat drops me off over in the tenderloin. I was about to go over and crash my sisters, but I was like, you know what? I kind of feel like drinking some more. So I went over to the Hemlock Tavern, you know, a pretty, uh, cool tavern over in the tenderloin. And I was drinking over there. Lots of hoes in there. Yeah. Lots of, lots of hotties. So I went over there and I actually ran into a former stripper that I used to work with at the uh, Gold Club when I DJed over there. And this girl has to be, I'm going to make this short, but this girl has to be probably one of the most miserable people I've ever met in my life. Just completely depressive. And I remember when she used to work at the Gold Club, she never could tip me because she didn't make any money. Because the girl was right. constantly just in a, a state of just being completely depressed. She would sit there and just bum customers out. She would sit there and go on and on about her problems, her ovarian cancer, you know, the fact that she still lives with her mom and that her boyfriend is addicted to heroin. And she was my, hot, too. <laughs> my prolapsed anus. Do you want to see it for a tip? <laughs> and, and then no, she's thanks. like, so you want to dance? Because I really need the money. And the guys are like, no. No. Go away, please. I'm I about want to commit my, suicide. I like my two things in my strippers. Well, I forgot what the second one was. Number one, hopped up on drugs and, you know, stupid and happy. Big tits? Well, that, yeah. All that okay. stuff, obviously. Well, so I, I was talking to her for a little while, kind of getting depressed. And I was just like, you know what? I got to cut this. I, I got to get out of here. And so I made up a lie saying, you know, uh, I got to get home. And so I kind of made a beeline for the exit. Went out onto Polk Street where, you know, usually uh, people that are familiar with the Tenderloin know that that's where most of the uh, prostitutes tend to uh, congregate is on uh, Polk Street in the Tenderloin. Not all of them have vaginas. I'll yeah, warn you. no, there's a there's a tranny contingent. Like a, I would a, almost say like 75 percent of the prostitutes down around Polk Street have ca- well i P9. think it's split i think geary is the border like <laughs> south of geary all right is the uh tranny section and then the other section is the uh the female prostitute section so anyway i'm walking out and i see all these prostitutes and then lo and behold right in front of me 
a dwarf prostitute. I mean, she must have been maybe three and a half feet tall. And I'm looking at her, I'm like... Did she have a little leather mini skirt on? No, she was wearing like a little short skirt. Like it was kind of like a sequence type of little skirt. And she had high heels. And even with the high heels, she maybe came up to my waist. So I'm looking at her and I was just like, you know, completely amazed. I almost thought I was like hallucinating. Right. Because like, how often do you get to see a midget, you know, a, a dwarf You finally hooker. had your chance to satisfy your toddler... <laughs> Fetish. My toddler fetish. Legally, no. completely legally. Well, I was thinking about it. I looked at her and I was thinking, you know, I probably wouldn't fuck her, but I wonder how much it would be for a hand job. Because, dude, that's just one notch. Like, that's just one thing on my, you know, path of life. Like, uh, my list of accomplishments, that's one thing I've done. Like, how many people do you know can say, yeah, dude, I got a hand job from a dwarf? Zero. But, I know. But do you think it would work? I mean, don't they have those little tiny fingers? Dude, I would love those those little, like, you know, child hands wrapped around would, my dick. It would f- fit perfectly <laughs> for you? No, I think it'd be a little big, but I mean, <laughs> I think it'd be rare for me to be big for a girl's hands. You know, I, I think it'd be gratifying. Me, but you, okay, before the show, though, you were explaining to me that... No, she's a dwarf. Her hands were normal size. Like, I'm supposed to know the difference between a dwarf and, and something else? What and am I thinking of with the small dude, hands? you're thinking of a midget. See, the difference between a midget and a dwarf, midgets are proportionally small. Like, they have little hands. They look like children. I mean, they're, they're proportionally small. Whereas dwarfs have the big head and, you know, like the tiny arms and like the But the normal size hands. And they're both like, yeah, and they, I think they have normal like size hands. Like the Willow hands. guy. You know, the guy from Willow. Whereas that guy is a dwarf. The, time where, bandits. Dwarfs. The ti- no, I think the time bandits were midgets. They had small hands. Do you remember, do you remember the movie Freaks? Todd Browning's Freaks? <laughs> no. The guy in that was a midget. He was that little dude. And I mean, he was proportionally, he looked like a little, like a little baby. All right. But uh, yeah, but she was definitely a dwarf. Because I mean, she had like, you know, bow-legged legs and she had like the big head. And I was looking at her and I was just thinking, yeah, I'm going to ask her how much. And when I started walking over there. And then, fast. Those little legs move fast. Well, no, a car pulled up. And so she goes over and starts talking to the car, and I was like, well, I'm not going to interrupt this. And I watched... Mayor Newsom. <laughs> <laughs> probably was a San Francisco mayor. But yeah, you know, I, I, so all in all, I missed a, a golden opportunity to, to get a hand job from a dwarf. And so I was kind of bummed out about that. But You know what I would want? Uh, you know those little kids who grow old really fast? <laughs> Progeria. I want Dude, a, now I want that's pro- an accomplishment. I want an 18-year-old Progeria hooker. An 18-year-old Progerian hooker. I don't know if they live to 18. <laughs> <laughs> but if you got a 12-year-old one, she'd look like she was 83. Yeah, but still it would be illegal. I yeah, think, I think they go by out. the actual years, not the a- biological aged years. So the reason I mention that is I'm slightly impaired because I got kind of wasted last night. All right, that's fine. I normally am. But needless to say, this is uh, Podcast 45 here, Sick and Wrong. You missed a great podcast last week, 44. Yeah, what did you guys do? Because my microphone kind of smells like semen breath or something. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, Enterprise. Oh. Yeah. Well, Who's actually, that? Oh, we had a, a pimp and a prostitute here. Wow, nice. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was a, it was an enlightening podcast. She is actually, uh, you know, I was quite impressed. I'm going to back off a couple inches from the yeah, mic. Yeah, I'd, I'd move back, dude. There's AIDS all over that. Yeah. Um, but, My uh, breath will probably kill any germs. But um, no, she yeah, dude, the alcohol in your breath, I think, would probably sterilize that mic. But uh, no, she was great. I mean, she did, um, her her name was Denise, and Denise came in here, and she was like, you know, completely open, talking about like you know being a hooker and how to be a hooker. So if you haven't listened to it, people, yeah, check out podcast forty four. You can learn a lot. Another educational, sick and wrong podcast. Nice. But um, yeah, as I mentioned uh, last week, we uh, didn't have any voting, so we kind of skipped over the votes 
from uh, Podcast 43. And I know a lot of people were wondering who actually won. And so I was telling up the votes tonight, and I knew this was, this was bound to happen. I knew it was inevitable. The listener actually beat us, Wackerly. How do you feel about that? Not so good. I don't even remember what my story was, but I think his was the kid... Who raped his mom. Raped his mom to get back at his brother. Yeah, your story was about a 30-year-old who was posing as like a 13-year-old oh, right. to yeah. be a molester. And my yeah. story is about a you know child abuse mother of the year. And uh, yeah, the listener sent in an article about uh, a brother who raped his mother to get revenge on his uh, other brother. And that one won, huh? And uh, yeah, actually, uh, he ended up getting about 66 votes. Wow. I, I came in close second, though, at 58. And uh, yeah, you had about 36. You so, win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some. So as long yeah. as I don't have to give you anything, that's what I'm no, happy man. about. So I didn't buy you a case of beer, and you didn't buy me a case of beer. So we're drinking and, uh, the sick and wrong well vodka. Yeah, sick and wrong well vodka always tastes good. But this does bring up the circumstance where a listener wins, so we need to send the listener something. And so um, this week, something I've been, you know, trying to get to for the past like I don't know several months, I finally made a sick and wrong T-shirt. And uh, we're going to have to post it on the website for sale so people can buy sick and wrong stuff. Maybe we should make sick and wrong panties. I don't know. A sick for and wrong the, douche. For the three girls who listen to the show. Yeah, it might be a good thing. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely have uh, t-shirts and stickers. I came up with a kind of cool logo. So um, yeah, uh, the, I, I believe the listener's name was Chris. So uh, Chris, you beat us fair and square. And uh, yeah, I'm going to send you a uh, sick and wrong t-shirt. But um. Real quick, before we get into the articles for this week, I want to bring up something about voting. I know someone mentioned to us, someone mentioned that, uh, you know, that, that how, do you, how do you determine whether or not the listeners receive, you know, the exact amount of votes that, that you receive? Like, how do you actually tally up the votes? I think he was questioning our democratic process here in Sick and Wrong. Right. And so he was saying, he was saying we gypped the listener, which obviously we don't because the listener's winning this week. Yeah, no, I mean... But that brings up another issue. He was questioning our equanimity here on the podcast. But what brings up another issue is the way I tally the votes is we have a voting system set up on the website. You can go check it out, sickandwrongpodcast.com. But when you vote, it sends us an email with your IP address and the time that you voted. So some joker out there, listener, who, uh, who thinks he's pretty clever. Right. I think he's a rather, rather clever fellow here. Uh, voted like 50 times for uh, his own story. Now, I don't know if this is the listener who sent in the story or if it's someone else who is trying to, um, to uh, yeah, influence the, uh, the results of this, uh, the, the, the voting procedure. But we can tell how many times you vote because it comes from the same IP address. Especially if you do it like all in the space of three minutes. <laughs> and you vote 50 times. So even with all those extra votes thrown out, this guy won. This guy still won. But yeah, people, I mean, it's obvious if you go to the website, we're working with like web technology from 1989 here. It's not a sophisticated website, but just just be fair. Yeah, we're just trying fair. to have fun here, guys and but, girls. Um, so Chris, you, you did win for Podcast 43, and um, I'm going to contact you. The email, and uh, yeah, you'll be getting a Sick and Wrong t-shirt in the mail. And um, all you others who want Sick and Wrong paraphernalia, stickers, t-shirts, whatever, go check out the website, com, and uh, we'll be selling them shortly, in the next couple weeks. Sometime soon. Yeah. But uh, this is Podcast 45, and uh, yeah, let's get right into it. I don't even remember who started the last podcast, but I think you should go first, because uh, you had a vasectomy. 
Nut rotation. Okay, nut rotation. All right, so for Podcast 45... Ladies, I'm still potent. Hey, here's uh, Lance Wacker, ladies and gentlemen. All right, this story uh, comes out of Kitten Anning, Nanning, Pennsylvania. Kitten Anning? Something like that. I don't Never know where that it. is. Somewhere in the great state of Pennsylvania. Peggy Joe Connor, Peggy Joe, white trash name, was charged with assault and attempted homicide in the attack last fall on Valerie Oskin. I don't think we've ever... This is one of my favorite phenomena, and it surprises me that we've never done one of these stories. This is kind of a... It's not a... I wouldn't say it's a typical story, but it's something that happens often. So it's an atypical, sick and wrong story. But it's something that does happen repeatedly. Maybe not often, but repeatedly. And I don't think we've ever done one like this. But these these stories amaze me. (laughs) Prosecutors say the 38-year-old Peggy Joe hit... Uh, Valerie Oskin with a baseball bat then took her to a secluded wooded wooded area and sliced Oskin's belly in attempt to cut out her unborn child. Uh, You know, this this happened about several months ago and I was going to do an article about it. It was a different case, yeah. So I love these stories because it's it's so just brash and it's just weird to be, I guess, not having a vagina. I don't know the mothering instinct and the, you know, the biological clock and all that stuff. But to see a pregnant woman and be so jealous that you want that baby, it's kind of like it's prenatal kidnapping. But to covet, yeah, to covet the unborn infant. And not to mention, I don't think that lady was trying to give a C-section. <laughs> you think she was trying to cut it, cut it out from the hole? I know, but I, I'm saying she did a forced C-section, but I don't think she had the proper training. Oh, the training, right. Yeah, I don't think she, I don't think she did. Well, I just think it's funny because it's always some white, it's it's usually a white person, which is, you know, I, I like to balance out our, because we're not, you know, I, I don't like the show to seem racist, so I like to balance out our sick stories from all the races. It's because, but yeah, white people, though, tend this is to a do white, the real sick and wrong thing. This is a sick and wrong thing that pretty much only white people do and it's usually a white trash person it's funny that a a white trash person that can't get knocked up it's like a leopard without its spots (laughs) or you know a frog without its croak or something um which might be why it's so disappointing to be you know why these these white trash women go to these lengths you know but the desire to have a child i mean god dude adopt Maybe you know I don't know some of these some of these people don't have jobs or husbands or homes. Maybe I don't know if the adoption agencies would would smile upon them. Yeah, I mean she doesn't have to get a white kid, right? Right. <laughs> but anyway, so the other twist to the story is so this woman's on trial for this now. The judge tossed out the confession that Peggy Joe gave uh, when she was apprehended. Um, she confessed to this crime because, and the judge threw it out that because the police had not had enough evidence to take the defendant into custody at the scene. She go, the judge goes on to say, simply because Connor was present with some blood on her clothes does not by itself constitute probable, probable cause to effect a lawful arrest. Well, she had blood on her clothes and she confessed. She confessed to cutting open this woman's womb. And she was she was caught with blood on her clothes, but yet the judge still dismissed this as evidence. Uh, she dismisses she's di- dismissing the co- the confession. They can't use that against her in the trial. State troopers that were there at the scene of the crime have testified that Connor was read her Miranda rights three times. You know, the, you have the right to remain silent, all that stuff. You don't have to say you did anything, even if you did. 
we can't force you to say anything, incriminate yourself. Uh, they, they read her those rights three times, and but she still talked in detail with the state trooper as he filled out paperwork about 12 hours after. So, you know, she had time to think it through, whatever. Um, her defense attorney arg- is arguing that uh, Connor had been awake about 24 hours without food at the time, which I always think once your defense lawyer starts using things like you are really hungry, <laughs> that means you're you're fucking guilty. Yeah. It's kind of like the Twinkie defense. You know, you know what that is? Well, what's the Twinkie defense? <clears throat> well, back in 1978, Dan White, this is another San Francisco tie-in. He, used to, he was a, su- uh, a city supervisor. He murdered uh, Harvey Milk. Harvey that, Milk, yeah. And George Musco. Uh, Harvey Milk was another city supervisor. I don't know. Who was gay, right? And, Harvey Milk yeah, was gay. Milk Dan was White gay. was like a right-wing uh, police, Nut ex-police ball. officer guy. He, he murdered Harvey Milk and the mayor, George Moscone, at the time. Nobody ever talks about George Moscone because he was just a rich, straight, white guy. But uh, his lawyer, during his trial, said that he was really depressed and uh, and he was eating a lot of Twinkies at the time, and the sugar rush was making him more depressed, and that's kind of like why he that's did this. That's the lamest defense I've ever heard. Well, that's why Dan White didn't get the chair. Is because, because of the, of the Twinkie, Twinkie defense? Because people bought, I mean, this was 1978 where you could still people get a lot of... People were much more gullible back then? Well, you could still get a lot more sympathy just by being straight, white, and Republican, I guess. Right wing. Yeah. But, uh, so... Here's some other. Uh, that's basically the story because she's still on trial for this. They don't know if she's convicted or not. But, but so uh, she's on trial for murder. No, actually, the woman lived. Uh, the woman and her child lived. They gave her uh, an emergency delivery. You know, after they got her back from the scene of the crime. But not only did she have blood all over she and she confessed. Authorities said. Uh, I assume the authorities of the state trooper said that they also found in uh, Peggy Joe Connor's car at the scene of the crime rubber gloves, a razor knife, a syringe. And a crowbar. <laughs> in case she had problems. In case she was wedged in, the, in there. the baby out. She yeah, but, could fry but could, it out could the that. mother who was getting the, the, ba- the infant cut out of her, could she say, yeah, she did it? I suppose so. Yeah, that, they don't really go into that. But here's a, something. This brings up something that I want to uh, incorporate into the website that I thought of as I was reading this. We need a little a section somewhere, a list of... Stories we do that don't have closure, like open-ended things. So we, so we can do a follow-up for it. Well, just a little bullet point, and maybe we can ask listeners to do the follow-up research. You know, if they hear anything about any of these stories, we can update this little box. Will be the you know, oh, you know. So to I don't get, know what to we get closure to some of our stories. Well, just we can know what to keep an eye out for the follow-up okay. stuff. Because I just saw something else about that. Uh, the uh, the Canadian serial killer the pig farmer oh yeah his, tri- his trial is gonna start in january 2007 and uh, i want to be able to remember to look into that so so you know we should probably post follow-up stories there just needs to be links. a list they just there just needs to be a list because a lot a lot of times we do i don't want to go on and on about this but a lot of times we do stories that are open and shut it's like this guy did it he killed himself that's done that doesn't have to go on the list but stuff where something fucked up happened but the guy's still on trial guy or girl or you know there's just something unanswered. We can leave that there, and we can finally figure out the details later on. The, yeah, we'll the, remember the results from the actual uh, trial. That's all I have to say about that. It's a good that. idea. Well, I'm going to give this... Uh, the story's not that great, but I, I think it's, you know... Because the circumstances. It, I think I should get extra points for sort of broaching the subject, and I'm going to give this uh, an 8.9. You know, I'm going to have to give that probably a 9. Because it, it, cause what you're dealing with here, I guess no one was actually murdered, but you got to think of uh, 
just in terms of, yeah, like you mentioned before, it's brash. So, so what happened here is this woman sliced a baby, like sliced open this woman's midsection to Tried extract to get her the baby. baby but I mean, she still sliced her open. Yeah. She had a razor. No, she had a syringe. That, that there was, was premeditation. Fully her intent was to reach into this woman's abdomen and pull out and an steal infant, her baby, and then tell everybody that was her baby. Obviously. Yeah, no, I mean... Like, oh, look at my new baby. Wait, you weren't pregnant. So the reason... Oh, yeah, I was. The no, reason, you weren't. <laughs> it's just like, I didn't, I mean, you're just fat. I mean, you're just fat. You didn't you're actually have fat. an infant. You're just as fat as you were yesterday. <laughs> but now you have a baby. Right. Where did the baby come from? And not to mention, like, are the are these... Like, is this woman married? Like, does she have a husband? They don't say anything about her husband, so I assume she is not married. But, like, if you're... That's girl- probably part of the problem, you know? But if your girlfriend came home with a baby... You know, and the bloody and it clothes. Was bloody and was trailing an umbilical cord. <laughs> and and like she had bloody clothes on her. And it, would you be like? That would be awkward. Hey, where did you get that? It would be awkward. That might that might be the breaking point of the relationship for me. It might be. It might be. But no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give this a nine because of just the originality of it. All right. I mean, it's it's an original article. So we both are pretty much in agreement. It's a eight point nine five. Eight point nine five. Yeah. yeah. Something right. something like that. So, so what uh, do you people, got? Well, we invite you to vote. Go check out sickwrongpodcast.com. Here's my story for uh, podcast forty five. <laughs> Um, at the risk of sounding redundant, um, the last I, th- I believe the last podcast, I did another child abuse article. And, you know, I was looking for something different, but this that's, story... That's what the show is all about. I mean, th- at the risk of sounding redundant, here's another sick and wrong thing. Yeah. Here's another sick and wrong child abuse story. So, um, people, if you don't want to listen to it, uh, don't. So, um, this happened in Manchester, Great Britain. And the reason this is this surpasses a regular child abuse story is because the child actually died. All right. So so it's not just an abuse story. It's a child died. So um, the killer felt good about punching his niece. Um, this happened in Manchester, Great Britain. The guy's name is Trevor Stoker. Stoker told police that there is a beast inside of him. <laughs> a man who told police he felt good after hurting his 10-month-old niece murdered her while he was babysitting her. If there's a beast inside of him, why doesn't he punch himself? I don't know. Punch the beast. I, I think the beast tells him to uh, punch babies. All right. So Trevor Stoker's 38 years old. He killed Molly Louise Norman when he covered her with a pillow and punched her repeatedly before picking her up and smashing her head against the bed frame. He claimed the beast inside him made him attack the child and told a police officer that hurting the child made him feel good. Did the I, beast feel better? I, I, I assume so. I, what I'm wondering about this is like, how would, how would that lesson, you know, mitigate his uh, culpability here? I mean, he, he's like, so the police come in here and they're like, you killed that kid. Why would you be like, yeah, it felt good? It's an insanity defense. It could be. It has to be. So Stoker's from uh, Salford, which is uh, outside of Manchester. He's found guilty by a jury at the Manchester Crown Court. He'll be sentenced this Wednesday. Apparently, Molly's parents, who were related to um, his wife, uh, Molly's parents, Carl and Rachel, had left their child to stay with Stoker and his wife, Shelley, at their home. Uh, This happened last June. The next day, Stoker covered her body with a pillow, then punched her several times through it. Uh, The court heard that he then picked her up by her ankles and swung her repeatedly into the bed frame. 
causing her uh, severe internal brain injuries, which eventually led to her demise. Uh, Molly never recovered from the attack and died later at the uh, Children's Hospital in Liverpool. A stoker told police in a phone conversation that inside him was a beast that shows his ugly head every now and then. <laughs> I, I just find it great because you, you can just imagine this. I wish we had audio of this phone conversation because this guy probably has a Cockney accent, don't you think? Manchester? Yeah, Manchester. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that Cockney? That's where Lemmy's from, right? Probably sounds like yeah. that. I, I just picture him like, that's a beast that shows his ugly head every now and then. And he told the officer, the beast, told him to give her a little squeeze and make her feel a little bit of pain. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just funny. So this dude... I think this guy might be the... Is he the father or just the... He's the uncle. Oh, the uncle. Yeah. Uncle of the year. He's the, yeah, the uncle of the year. So, so first of all, there's a beast that rears its ugly head every now and then. How does his brother or sister not know about this? I was just going to say... When they, when they, when the child's parents, you know, drop the kid off with uh, Uncle, what's his name, Jerome, or Uncle something? Trevor, Trevor Stoker, Trevor Stoker, Stoker. <laughs> the, you know, obviously, no uncle wants to babysit his niece. No, especially like an infant too. Do you think maybe he said, "All right, I'll look, at, I'll look after the kid, but I've got a beast inside me," and they're just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, the beast again." Yeah, right? the beast. We're okay. going to the movies. <laughs> You know, just tame the beast for a little yeah, while. I've heard about the beast enough. Yeah, you know, I don't even know if if that really like uh, dissuaded them from leaving the kid. Apparently not. Even though it's hard they to know find babysitters, that there's that. a beast inside the guy, they still left the kid with him. And then uh, as soon as the, as soon as you know the uh, parents left, the beast is like, "Give her a little squeeze, make her feel a little bit of pain." <laughs> and uh, he's like, "I'd do that a couple times, and I'd feel good." I don't know why. It's awful. It's a fleeting good feeling, though. Sooner or later, he needs to find another niece or a nephew. And then the beast is going to come back and be like, you know, make it feel a little bit of pain. <laughs> the you beast know, is hard to satisfy. Well, what I wonder about this is I wonder if the beast, you know, if, if it's not only just infant children, if it's like, you know, if, if he had like a series of dogs. Yeah. And the beast is like, make him feel a little bit of pain. Put your fist through the television. <laughs> I, I wonder if the wife knows about this. If the Wipe wife, your ass on the towels. Because if, if the wife knew about this, why would she leave him alone with the kid? If she knew, I mean, maybe she didn't even know about the beast. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's on his babysitting resume about the beast. Yeah. I think um, the beast just came out when the cop showed up. That's my point. That, that's kind of what I think. I think the guy was trying to, like, you know, appear schizophrenic. But, you know, regardless, you don't really need to do that in England because there's no death penalty there. So the dude's <laughs> just going to get life in prison. Yeah, but I'm willing to bet prisons in England are pretty much like prisons in the United States. You don't have to get the death penalty. If you go to jail and you have a cellmate who has kids, you're probably going to get the death penalty one way, or the, one way or the other. Yeah, but dude, what about the beast? I mean, don't you think the beast is going to, like, scare his cellmate? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think his cellmate might, cellmate might be nicknamed the real beast. <laughs> the real beast? <laughs> um, I think he's probably nicknamed the anal rapist. Uh, yeah, Detective Jeff Wessel here said, even the most experienced officers cannot help but be affected by what has happened. And the family have obviously been left absolutely devastated by their loss. Yeah, I don't know. I think that something like this would tear a family apart. 
Well, obviously he is insane, though. That's the funny thing. He doesn't need to do anything to appear insane. You punched a child to death and then swung it around like a baseball bat. Yeah, by its ankles into a bed frame. Or a cricket bat, as the case may be. But, I mean, so so when something like that happens, is it automatically a divorce? Like, are you just, like, done? I don't know. I mean... But but it's it's not his kid. It's his sister's kid it's his sister's kid but but don't you think okay so he's first of all he's probably disowned yeah you know i mean ostracized ostracized from the family family. for sure but at the same time like what about his wife yeah divorced i I imagine there's probably i mean he's going to jail but if jail wasn't in the picture he would be banished which i that's kind of a cool concept to me you know sent out of town maybe he thought he was maybe he was practicing to like fight off a bunch of four-year-olds yeah, and isn't that point. what you do? You swing the kid by the club. Well, that was my strategy in the thought experiment about how many little small children it would take to overpower you. You just pick it up by the ankle and swing it. Well, the first one that would give you a much better chance against the remaining horde of children. Yeah. So um, on the sick and wrong scale, he did kill this child, and uh, there was a beast inside of him. So um, yeah, on the sick and wrong scale, I'm going to have to give this probably an eight point seven. I'm going to give it a 9.2. A 9.2? Yeah, because the child died. Okay, so just because the child died and the fact that he smashed its head over a bed frame? Yeah. All right, 9.2. Well, uh, we invite you to vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. As usual, we have a listener submission this week. Um, there are three articles we do here on Sick and Wrong. Wackerly, myself, and a listener sent us in a story. And uh, yeah, you can vote on all three of those at uh, our website, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Uh, this listener's name is Stinkhole, and uh, believe it or not, that's actually part of his email address, Stinkhole. So that's probably um, his real name. It, it probably is Stinkhole. So uh, Stink sent this article in here, and uh, w- what's kind of interesting about it is it's actually local, El Cerrito, which I is only if he's local. I don't know anybody named Stinkhole, but I don't, I don't know everybody in the Bay Area. No. And uh, I, I would assume that there probably is at least a couple people in the Bay Area with a Stinkhole. Um, so, uh, this happened in El Cerrito, California, which is only, a, you know, probably what, 50 minutes away from Oakland? You can take the BART there. Yeah, you can take the BART there. So, in El Cerrito, California, a man was arrested on suspicion of carrying a concealed weapon after police found him outdoors, naked. And he told them he had a tool in his rectum. Rectum? <laughs> he nearly <laughs> killed him. So, so this is really, uh, a concealed weapon is kind of an understatement here. He seems like an expert in concealing, if he can conceal something while totally naked. Yeah, I, I think this man has experience in those matters. So this is my favorite part of the uh, story here. The man was lying on a tree stump, masturbating beside a nature path near a Bay Area rapid transit station. Um, this happened a couple Thursdays ago. John Sheehan, 33 years old, of Pittsburgh, California, was initially arrested on suspicion of indecent exposure. But when asked whether he was carrying anything police should know about, Sheehan mentioned the tool. I like that they have to ask that. The guy's buck-ass naked. <laughs> Butt-naked jerking off but on just, a tree stump. But just police have procedures where they have to ask that question. And, you know, it turns out that it's, it's useful that they ask that question. Yeah, but I mean, what, 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 what do they think he's going to say? Yeah, I have a machine gun. So what did he have concealed? So... Officers drew their weapons, and firefighters were called to the scene. Sheehan, Sheehan removed a six-inch metal awl, A-W-L, all wrapped in black electrical tape without incident. So he reached inside his asshole 
and retrieved a six-inch metal awl. Well, she, obviously the point had to be had to be handle first, and the point must have been sticking out. Well, maybe not though, because it was wrapped in electrical tape, so he probably just kind of shoved it up there. I assume they were talking about the handle. I know. I, All I'm the saying whole is, the co- if the cops would have just looked at him closely, he probably had some pointy thing sticking out of his butt. Yeah, but I mean, it, oh. I, I guess they probably would have found that once they took him in there. But uh, Sheehan, who was paroled from state prison just like a week before, was then booked into jail on suspicion of parole violations and decent exposure and one felony count of possessing a concealed weapon. Um, a police officer here, Detective Horgan, said when you're talking about an awl or an ice pick, you're dealing with somebody who's fresh out of prison. That's a stabbing instrument. Yeah, like a shank. Yeah, it's like a that's like like a shank. I mean, this guy, you know what I don't understand about this? Maybe that was like, you know, you know how when you get out of prison, you're just only allowed to take whatever possessions you brought in. Maybe that's all he owned. You know, it's not like he has a television. Yeah, I don't think you're I don't think you're allowed to have those stabbing instruments in jail. But what's funny about it? I think it, if they knew that he had that, they wouldn't have let him out. Well, what's funny about it? So he was carrying this around with him, must have shoved it up his ass, and then started jerking off? I think he was trying to massage his prostate with the weapon. With the all? Yeah. So, I actually think that this is one of those guys who got out of prison and couldn't hack it on the outside world and was just trying his best to get back in. He was institutionalized. Well, no, he was try- He was like, I gotta go back to jail because I can't take it out here. I can't get a job. I don't have anywhere to stay. And I have a all wrapped in electrical tape up my ass. No, I think he put the all up his ass, said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shove a stabbing instrument up my ass, sit on this stump right near the public transit, start masturbating. How could I not get thrown back in jail? Yeah. But, you know, I wonder, do you think he was planning to attack somebody when he was in jail? Maybe that's why he shoved it up his ass. Maybe. Maybe he was trying to conceal it for later use. Something like that. Wash well, it off in the toilet first. On the uh, sick and wrong scale, just, um, yeah, this is definitely an original story here. Uh, no one died. There's no real violence. Um, it's sick because the guy was masturbating yeah, I with like, it all up his ass. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 7.8. See, the show is called Sick and Wrong, and that is definitely both sick and wrong. So I want to give that also an 8.9. But how sick is it, though, dude? It's very people, sick. People shove things in their ass all the time. People masturbate all the time. Not on a tree stump where I can see them when I'm trying to go to work on BART. Yeah, but dude, go go to the Folsom Street Fair in San Francisco, and you'll see guys I shoving fish-shaped dildos up their ass and walking around. All right, I'll drop it from 8.9 to 8.4, but I still think that's pretty sick and wrong. All right, well, I'd like to thank Stinkhole for uh, sending that uh, fine gem to us. Stinkhole, don't shove anything up your stinkhole like that. Yeah, don't. Um, you, uh, We invite the listening audience to vote on these articles, sickorongpodcast.com. You can use our new voting system. is now on sickradio.com. Well, we got to wrap up uh, podcast 45 here. As usual, we tend to get to listener email, which uh, we're going to kind of have to breeze through here. Um, So we received a number of emails for people voting for the listener's story about the uh, brother raping his mom. Right. And a couple of note. um, I I feel like the listeners are sort of ganging up on us. I hope this isn't a repeat occurrence every week that the listeners are just trying to get, you know, one for their own. 
Maybe not. I, I think our listeners are judicious, though. I, yeah. I think they do, they vote on the article right. that they think are sick. Granted, fine. I'm just worried about it a little bit. But we'll so see. here's here's one guy uh, <clears throat> who voted for the um, the listeners article about the brother raping the mom. He's in the comments section. He says, "Does she swallow?" Another guy mentioned. I'd give her a 10 if she got pregnant. See, this is all stuff we could follow up on later. We could find out if she swallows or if (laughs) she got pregnant. We could. You know, we should almost put a link on the website for this. Um, Another guy, uh, Mr. Evans here, uh, wrote us, sent us an email saying, Hmm, I hope Sick and Wrong isn't turning gay. Half your listeners expressed a preference to be covered in semen, and you're getting tons of requests Request for uh, your gay brother to be another guest on the show. That's true. Both he, of those things are true. He said, "Keep up the excellent work. I never miss an episode. Love the show." But he poses an interesting point. Do you think our show is turning gay? No, not at all. I don't. I think to appreciate your brother as being a hilarious gay person or just wanting to be covered in semen, I don't think either of those things are too gay. And not to mention, it's not like you're you're requesting to be covered in semen in like a, out of some gay fantasy. You're requesting to be covered in semen because you don't want to be covered in diarrhea or pus. Well, you don't know that you're projecting, but <laughs> yeah, we live in San Francisco where. You know, I think maybe we're just a little desensitized to the whole gay thing. We're jaded. Maybe, maybe, we're it, is jaded. A, maybe it is a little gay. Yeah, I don't know. Deal with it. You know, we're expanding your mind here. Uh, Madeline wrote us that uh, that um, she mentions, we know D. Simon looks at porn for a living, but Wackerly, what do you do for a living? I don't know if I'm at liberty to discuss that. Come um, on, dude. You know, garbage man isn't isn't that embarrassing. That's a hobby of mine. I mean, sanitation engineer. Going through people's trash is a hobby of mine, <laughs> not my career. Okay, well, you know, Madeline's. I think Madeline might be uh, trolling, I'm need, trolling I'm for need, a mate here. I'm going to need a week to, to figure out how to present exactly what I do. You know what, people? You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Uh, finally, we got another email from uh, one of my favorite listeners. Her name is Kendra. No, no, it's not. It's spelled Kendra, but it, she said that pisses her off when you say that. It's called it's it's pronounced Kendra. Kendra. Yeah. Yeah, but in, in what Moon Man language is Kendra pronounced Kendra? <laughs> Kendra's Moon Man. It's K Y N D R A. I know, I know, but she wrote in that she was pissed that we pronounced it like that. She okay. said it sounded. It made is she it, dyslexic? No, but she said it made it was like the sound of nails on a chalkboard. So it's Kendra. Okay, my apologies, Kendra. So Kendra is one of my favorite listeners. She uh, people, as you might recall, she sent us that um, a riveting story about the junkie turds. Yeah, remember the junkie turds? And uh, I was quite surprised that that she had such intimate knowledge of junkie turds, and um, which led me to infer that maybe she's a junkie. Perhaps. Perhaps. So uh, in podcast 44 last week, uh, I believe Enterprise mentioned that uh, your girlfriend should get the Depo Provera shot rather than you getting... Because he thought I was getting a vasectomy. Because he thought you were getting a vasectomy. But it was only nut rotation. Nut rotation, not vasectomy. So he's mistaken. But so we mentioned, yeah, why don't you get the depot shot? You know, I didn't even really think of what he said. I kind of dismissed most things Enterprise says. But uh, I heard it and I was like, yeah, depot shot. Why not get the depot shot? But not really even thinking, what is the depot shot? I don't really know. It's, it's some kind when it of. Come, when it comes to ladies' junk. 
<laughs> I just leave that to them. I don't have any advice. I mean, Enterprise, that's his stock and trade. Yeah, it's... but if it smells, you're like, you know, maybe you should douche. Well, yeah, that's as far as I would go. But, I mean, that's Enterprise's <laughs> stock and trade is pussy. So I guess he has more insight into it than me. I, I would not be one to argue with him Yeah, that it. is true. And so I guess Enterprise vouches for the depot shot. But Kendra has a different opinion. Well, so Kendra apparently does not, uh, does not prefer the depot shot because in addition to having lots of experience with heroin and junkie turds apparently she has experience with the depot shot so kendra writes when i heard about the depot shot i thought it was too good to be true no periods yeah eventually but not right away when she first started on the depot shot she said that she would get month-long periods she's like you don't like it when you can't fuck your girl because she's on a rag for a week Try not being able to fuck her for a month because she's bleeding. And I'm not talking normal period blood, which is bad enough. I'm talking black brown sludge dripping out of her vag. I'm imagining the... Sorry. I'm imagining the elevator scene from The Shining. (laughs) Yeah, but that wasn't sludge. Well, that's what I'm imagining. I don't think any guy wants to stick his dick in that. It took about four years. Speak for yourself, Kendra. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, I call that lubrication. It took about four years of weird periods before I stopped getting my periods altogether. And then there was the initial window of time during which your hormones must become accustomed to the shot. So for the first month or so, she had horrible fainting spells. She'd be walking somewhere, would all of a sudden feel dizzy, and then the next thing you know, she'd be on the ground and people would ask her if she's okay. And then after these problems went away, everything was good for a few years. Then her doctor told her to switch birth controls because I guess it it was discovered that Depo-Provera puts you at risk of osteoporosis later on in life, which I believe is what, like a bone disease of some sort? Yeah, it's like why old ladies are all hunched over. So she wasn't too worried about that and sort of shrugged it off. And then her sex drive started diminishing and eventually it was gone. She never got horny. Her boyfriend was complaining. Ended up uh, that ended up um, terminating the relationship. It's been a year since they've had sex, and uh, she feels that um, this relationship, her new relationship, she's in now. Or actually, it's the same relationship. It's been a year since she's had sex with her boyfriend, and she feels that um, Depo Provera is probably going to cost her this relationship as well. It's so even her after, sex she, life. after she got off it, she still doesn't have a sex drive. Yeah, she still doesn't have a sex drive, and she feels that. Depo has permanently ruined her sex life completely and ruined her relationship she has right now. I don't want to cast any aspersions on Kendra because she is one of our favorite listeners. She writes really funny, long, detailed emails. Witty. Witty that are great. And obviously she's had a bad experience with Depo Provera. But, you know, she's describing all these side effects. And I got to wonder, she's a junkie? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it has something to do with heroin. Maybe. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I mean, and I, I don't have a vagina. I look at porn for a living, right? But I'm willing to infer that fainting spells might have something to do with heroin. Loss of sex drive, maybe, maybe has something to do with heroin, maybe. But it also could have something to do with depo. You know, we'll never know. We don't know. I'd like to get more medical advice from Kendra. Well, she says after researching the topic, she found out that it's very rare for girls to have an ideal experience with depo. Uh, most experience what she did, and many experience worse. Okay. So um, she feels that next time we suggest a girl to get the depot shot, we should um, consider 
her story. Take our heads out of our asses. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, I wasn't really suggesting anybody to get the depot shot because I really don't give a fuck. Wear a condom. Use a pill. Right. What's you good know? for your Get pimp- a vasectomy. I think the lesson here is what's good for your pimp might not be the best for you. Yeah. Yeah. What, it depends on what type of relationship you have with your pimp, which way you go. But I'd like to thank Kendra for sending that email and for all of her uh, lovely emails. Right. Because they're great. Thanks, Kendra. But uh, that's about it for uh, Podcast 45. People, make sure you go to sickandwrongpodcast.com and uh, vote for uh, your favorite Sick and Wrong article of the week. And also, when you get a chance, click on the button right under it that says Podcast Alley and give us a vote because we're trying to get into the top 10 people. And uh, yeah, it's not working. I think we're in the top 200, maybe. Which is good. Let's aim for the top 100. All right, top 100. That's what we're going to go for this week. So until next week, we'll be back with Podcast 46. Take it sleazy. Don't cheat on the voting. Ha!